Felipe Bay Autumn, we love this show. What's your opinions? We wanna know. Wawanaqua Chef McLean, he should be locked up, he is so vain. We wanna be famous. We wanna know what you think of Glenn, Heather, Lashana, and all of them. Anything you wanna and gotta say, we'll listen all day. Cause we wanna be famous. Na 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 na. Welcome back, campers, to our finale recap of Total Drama Island here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. This is We Want to Be Famous, and I am one of your co-hosts for today. And I would never wrestle an alligator because that is scary. My name is Felipe, and I am not alone. As always, I am joined by the lovely, the incredible winner of season one of Total Drama Island, Autumn. Autumn, how are oh, you Oh, hello. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, I had won. Um, the rules were a little were a little shaky, but I'm so glad that I now have uh, 100,000 Canadian dollars to, you know, uh, spend here in America. So I'm sure that'll be very helpful. Yes. Um, I think you're also someone who would tackle the other contestants for our plate of brownies. You know, I might. It depends. It depends you are a on picky eater. Brownies. So brownies I seems am. like a food you would enjoy. I do like brownies, but I also cannot eat a lot of sweets at a time like if they're really rich i just have like a stopping point and so i can't just kind of go in on a whole plate of brownies but but i would like one brownie or at least half a brownie yeah no i i think two three brownies max is where i go i feel like brownies are something that you can't eat a ton of because Mm -hmm. they are super rich and chocolatey um and i enjoy chocolate but i think there's like a I don't, the word that came to mind is barometer. I don't know if that's what I'm thinking of, but like, there's like a tipping point where it's too much chocolate and you need like, kind of like a cool down period. Yes, definitely. Yeah. The, the a brownie is very dense as well. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of chocolate per bite. Yeah. Um, but we're finally done with Total Drama Island today. Autumn, how do you feel? I mean, you know, I feel, I feel good. It feels nice that we, you know, we finally watched the whole season. And then, you know, after this episode, we will have talked about the whole season. Um, I do feel bad that we kind of, uh, uh, it took us a while to get here to the end. Um, But, you know, life happens. And so uh, to everybody that listens, hopefully um, you're not too upset that, you know, there were some gaps between some episodes, but we're here. We're yeah. we, we are going to we're completing uh, season one right now. Just so. just for people to understand, the first episode we dropped was episode ninety five of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Autumn was still a scholar at that point. Since then, Autumn has had a job. I have mm-hmm. done a podcast series about Latin representation. Uh, we mm-hmm. had some gaps to fill, and it's okay. We still got it done. Uh, this is going to be, I believe, episode 140. So look how far we've come, Autumn. Wow. Wow. Can you believe it? 
I cannot. I certainly cannot. But we have never missed an episode together. We have been here every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, true. And we got it done. Yeah, we had some friends along the way. But, you know. I actually okay. recently re-listened to our first episode for a project I'm working for. It's not uh-huh. a secret. I'm working on a clip show for the end of the year. And I forgot that we talked about Autumn uh, and her sunscreen uh, story uh-huh. and how she doesn't like things. Um, mm-hmm. The first episode opened up with me saying Autumn in the club. And Autumn was so confused. <laughs> and Autumn was yes. like, I would never be in a club. I hate the club. <laughs> I feel like a major, like a large majority of this podcast is just uh, you bringing topics up and me saying how much I hate them. Um, but yes, that was one of the funniest things that's ever happened is when you thought that my Twitter username was Autumn in the Club. And there's no telling how long, you, like I don't remember how long before you said that I changed my username. And so um, I like to imagine that you just thought that for for a very, very long time, because that makes me laugh. Yeah. I was like, Autumn's in the club. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're not here to talk about Autumn in the club. Well, we we are here to talk with her. Um, But we're talking about two episodes of Total Drama Island. We got the very last episode, really, which aired on January 4th, 2008 in Canada, and then almost a year later on December 11th, 2008 in the United States. And then we're going to talk about Total Drama, 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 Drama Island, which aired on November 29th, 2008. And in the U.S., it aired on December 18th, 2008. So uh, I, I'm i very curious as to, like, I would love to ask them, like, when they thought of the next episode uh, because Total Drama Action aired in Canada in January of 2009. And it started in the United States in June of that year. So I wonder how long they had planned a sequel series. Um, so I want to know, like, did they have, did they end it there? And then they were like, oh, this would be a perfect tie-in for the next season. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. I would also like to know the answers to all of those questions. Because there were multiple points throughout, especially the first episode, um, and, and we'll get to it more specifically, but there were multiple points where I was like, was this the writer's plan? And like, if so, why? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't exactly know what the roadmap looked like, but I would, I would love to know um, what the production, I guess, I don't know what the layout was um, that they were going for here. No, for sure. And I think I would like to know that too. Um, I will say the second episode, we can talk about it. Uh, we have to figure out what we want to do spoiler section wise. If we're going to talk about like action in the spoiler section or, but it felt like they were setting up a lot of the arcs in action. Uh, mm-hmm. Izzy's name was, uh, what was it? It's not kaleidoscope. E-scope. Um, oh, E-scope, yes. uh, which E-scope. I think was a recurring theme in action. Justin becomes more of a villain and has like more than one line a season. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Courtney and Duncan have like some conflict. I feel like that uh, Harold and is starting to come into like his like talking about what his different skills, his awesome skills were, which I think he mentioned in this season. But again, it's been a minute. But I feel like they were setting up a couple of like recurring themes that we'll see follow through in action in this last episode. So maybe they had a plan for their arcs already when they wrote this season or this season episode. Yeah, that's true. I guess I could see that and. And you're the person to to pick up on those because um, 
uh, as we all know, I haven't seen anything past season one. So every time we get to the spoiler section and you mention something from action or, or anywhere past this point, um, I'm just like, yeah, okay, sounds sounds good. Can't wait to see it. So, um, so yeah, I, I do remember Izzy saying e-scope and uh, I can see some of the other things you mentioned. So yeah, I guess, I guess it was kind of, at least by the time they got to the last episode, they were like, okay, season two is for sure happening and here's where we kind of want it to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about the very last episode, really. Um, so your boy Owen is the winner. How do you feel? First thing. I first. don't, I don't feel great. I don't feel great, Felipe. Um, uh, we all know that I am the number one uh, Owen hater. And so this uh, did not, did not feel great. Um, watching this also, I mean, of course, the episodes about Owen and well, I mean, it's about everyone, but Owen is the uh, uh, central point of the episode since he is the winner. And so uh, he, of course, had to be super gross once again. And that's the, I hate that so much. And so, um, yeah, it was not my favorite. Um, I also feel very strongly uh, that Gwen should have won. Um, I feel like, I mean, sure, Owen did uh, get to the finish line first, but I just feel like this is what I was talking about with the writers and what they, I don't understand their motivations. Like, was Owen, like, always who they wanted to win? I just felt like Gwen would have been much better to have as the winner. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. Like, also, I'm, I need to figure out, let me do some research quickly, because I want to see who won in Canada and who won here. Mm. Um, because I know they have always different episodes, like they have alternative endings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, oh, there was apparently a TDI rundown that I appreciate that we didn't have to watch because it wasn't on Netflix and it's just like a clip show, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. But oh, and recap because, of the recap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, if it wasn't on Netflix, we don't color it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was, it was because we, I, I forget my phone. Oh, uh, my biggest frustration with the finale. Sorry. I don't remember what we were talking about all of a sudden. So I'm going to just good. divert the conversation to okay. my biggest frustration is the fact that the eliminated people have so much power. Yes. I don't think Heather or Trent or Lashana or whoever was inserting themselves in the competition should have been allowed to do that. They should have had to sit in the peanut gallery and keep their mouth shut. Like they yes. can, they're there for the audience. They can clap. That's it. Right. This was really bad. This was, and, and say like, yes, that would have been ideal if they just sat there like a jury and were just silent. Um, but even if they were, they really wanted them to be able to speak or whatever, like maybe, maybe they could have, you know, said stuff to Owen and Gwen, but they shouldn't be able to, like, go do things, bring uh, props and stuff into the challenge, because they they all had, like, an immense amount of sway in how the challenge went, and that, then, at that point, it's like, why were they even eliminated in the first place? Yeah. It's just, it's just frustrating, like, I know it's, it's a cartoon, and, like, Art is supposed to elicit emotions, and I texted Autumn. I know it's a cartoon, but I'm enraged. But I don't know. It's just like 
frustrating as an audience member and again we're not actually watching a real reality show so there's no stakes <laughs> but i'm on a podcast the point of a podcast is to complain so i'm a complain yeah you know that that's what we do here is complain about everything so um this is this is complain this is complaint worthy i, I agree I, it's not it's not good this is big i mean did you watch the challenge usa you did I right. did watch the Challenge USA. I mean, this is this is like on that level of a finale to me. Uh, just the way it's like, what? Well, are that we one's even more frustrating because it's real people, real life, and the producers true. suck. Very, very true. Very true. So, I guess that one is is worse for that reason. But uh, basically, like the way that that finale just kind of fell apart, and it was like, what are what are even the rules? What is even happening? That's what I felt watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was in disbelief when I watched that finale of that episode, that season. I was like, what the yeah. actual fuck? Yeah, so bad. Really, really just one of the worst things I've ever seen. When someone wins by default because everyone else quits. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, and the I'm quitting rules that, like, aren't Helps her finish the puzzle and then like said, go, so we have at least one winner. Yeah, because we never we never saw the, the her finishing it. So, yeah. I don't know. But... Anyway, this is not a Challenge USA podcast. No, it's not. Um, let's talk about the episode itself. So like I said, it uh, aired in Canada in January of 2008 and in the U.S. in December of 2008. Uh, Chris welcomes back everyone who was voted out and tells them to sit in the marked bleachers to show support towards the camper they want to win. Let's start with who originally sits in the Gwen section. It is Bridget, Cody, DJ, Eva, Justin, Katie, Lashana, Lindsay, Sadie and Trent all sit in the Gwen section. Beth, Courtney, Duncan, Ezekiel, Jeff, Harold, Heather, Izzy, Noah, and Tyler sit in Owen's section. Um, and Heather's wearing a wig. The one thing that confused me was I felt like Jeff would have been in the Gwen section. A, because Bridget's there, but B, because of their episode when Jeff got eliminated. I felt like they had a bond. But Jeff does give frat boy energy. Yeah, yeah, it- I thought the same thing. I thought for the most part, like the, the splits kind of made sense, but Jeff was the weird one because I mean, the show really went out of their way to show us how Gwen and Jeff were like, Oh, you're not that bad. You know, um, when he got eliminated. So that was strange, but yeah, like you said, the, the frat boy, frat boy energy, maybe Jeff just could sense what Owen would do with the money before he even declared it. No, that's valid. Yeah, no, you make sense there. Um, then uh, Heather, oh, like I said, Heather's wearing a wig. Um, mm. Gwen is concerned by how much Heather is smiling. We also find out Heather left a cupcake. In my head, that was a muffin. That was not a cupcake. Um, yeah, it didn't look very cupcake. It, it definitely gave muffin vibes. It was giving muffin. Who's muffin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving muffin for sure. Um and uh she laced it with laxatives which also like the show i'm pretty sure i've never taken a laxative not to like get deep into this but i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be very fast acting so the fact that owen ran like 20 minutes before it acted up i was like oh okay um right but maybe because owen doesn't need it usually like i don't know oh yeah maybe his his digestive system is already incredibly messed up just from like all the garbage that he eats yeah, for sure. Um, 
No, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Gwen's concerned why she's smiling so much. Um, and Gwen is uh, concerned that Owen never has negative thoughts. Um, and that's just something fun that we notice. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, because Gwen's thoughts are usually primarily negative. Yeah. Uh, so Chris asked them what they would do with the money. Gwen says that the rest of high school should be easy after she, what she survived. Um, and she would split her winnings with Owen because of the promise she made him. Uh, Lashana and Trent are get excited about that. Um, also, she wants to study art history, which I was like, oh, that's, I don't think we've heard that at all. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, you know, we see her drawing all the time, um, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to like wanting to study art history. She could just study, you know, some kind of fine art. Um, instead like that's more practical graphic design or something like that but um you know props to her i don't know exactly what her career plans would be with her art history degree but you know i support her in this hypothetical scenario i wonder if in the new series we'll get like oh these are what the original campus are as adults but i don't know if they'll ever acknowledge that wow maybe they want to leave them as like children mm, yes i hadn't thought about that but that i would love that uh, if they were yeah, like, do we know if in the new show, if they, time has passed at all, or if it's, like, still the same? I don't know, frame? that's that's for us to find out when the yeah, new I series, so. they, I, all I know is that there's a cast photo. Right, right, I did yeah. see the cast photo. Hmm. Well, um, that's exciting, we'll see. Yeah, uh, anyway, so, Owen says, uh, so, Lashana Trent cheer her on, Chris is like, that's nice, but boring. Owen says he's gonna throw a money, uh, all the money onto a yacht party and invite everyone from the cast. Bridget, DJ, Justin, Lindsay, Katie, and Sadie all leave Gwen's team to go join Owen's. Um, and Cody, Eva, Lashana, and Trent stay on Gwen's team. So Gwen's like disgusted, but she's like, at least the other ones aren't sellouts. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean. It is strange that anyone would would just not strange, I guess, but it is um, eyebrow raising to for anyone to go jump over to Owen, just for that reason. But I feel like of the people who stayed, it made sense. Except I, I was kind of surprised by Eva, but yeah, she also same. doesn't seem like a big partier, so I don't know. Also, like Cody's still simping, and we know that, but right, he right. also was Owen's homie. He was so that that just tells you how horny big he his is. crush on okay yeah yeah that's better yeah that's more accurate uh yeah that's that's uh how strongly he feels about Gwen I guess mm -hmm. uh that he was willing to throw away the the party yeah um so Chris tells them about the final challenge is this our final challenge complaint corner we might get it but the rejected let me explain the rules before we get into it so the rejected Olympic relay uh gwen first they have to wear hats gwen's a chicken hat from the first episode and owens is a cow hat uh they have to climb a flagpole grab the flag from the top uh then they have to cross a 300 meter balance beam over a gorge carrying an eagle's egg with man-eating sharks are waiting for them at the bottom of the lake um and then the last part is a long distance run to the finish line where the first person to cross the line wins uh, Trent is going to follow Gwen throughout the race while Jeff, Heather, and Izzy go with Owen. Um, again, they need to sit their asses down in the peanut gallery. Yes, this is the biggest 
complaint really like the challenge itself aside from the potential death situation they're putting the contestants in when they walk over the gorge um the challenge itself is fine really uh they've had much worse challenges than this but it's just that everyone can get involved and has like an active hand in how the challenge goes yeah how the challenge goes of the total drama island challenges this is pretty like tame like um right. it's just the fact that the peanut gallery can insert themselves and that's the frustrating part but again this is a cartoon we have to calm down mm, yeah. but it's fun to talk about what bothers us isn't that the point of therapy no i'm kidding yeah you <laughs> therapy know, is to what... become a better human but <laughs> yeah ah uh, yes yes okay well through watching total drama and complaining about it i think that we're becoming better humans thank you autumn i appreciate that yeah. um no and there were a, f- a couple fun callbacks to the season throughout this um yeah, there yeah were. No, it was just kind of annoying that they got to go like not just like the owen team but like the trent team as well However, I did just realize that if this was a traditional jury vote, I think Owen wins, just based on that yacht party thing. I mean, that's essentially what picking the side that they sat on was. I mean, that's kind of a jury vote, right? Like, um, I can't imagine what would be different, like, if they said, okay, now vote um, for who you want to win. Like, they probably just would have voted for whoever whoever side they were sitting on yeah and i just counted it was 10 10 originally and then it was like i don't know 16 to 4 at the end so like uh, it came in with the split and then Hmm. oh and yeah so i guess owen's the rightful winner oh i I gotta google who who won in canada but uh, oh yeah yeah i would like to i would like to see the alternate uh, universe where it was a jury vote and they started at 10 10 and then somehow they had a tiebreaker because there's no final three so you can't do survivor rules and have the the third place person that got no votes uh decide the the mm-hmm. tiebreaker so i don't know i i don't know how maybe they would just revote and they would say well no because then there's no stakes for going home uh you don't have to draw rocks or anything i don't know i don't know who would have won in the in the jury vote but but once they give them the the chance to say what they're gonna do with the money, then yeah, I'm sure Owen Owen takes it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, no. So okay, the other ending, and Gwen's ending, the outcome is the similar, and we'll talk about it more near the end. But the outcome is similar, except Owen was a few feet away from the finish line after crashing into Izzy giving Gwen enough time to catch up and win the challenge. Mm. Crashing into Izzy with the brownies? The brownies, I guess. Ah, okay. So, So like, instead of it being on the other side of the line, it was on, like, the losing side? She was on the front. That is terrible planning by Izzy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. Then uh, Gwen is unhappy with Trent. Even though he's rooting for her, she's like, I still don't like you. And Trent's just like, I thought you got over Heather kissing him. And Gwen said that she has, but that doesn't mean she wants to go out with him. Um, then yeah. she tries to climb her flagpole, but it's super slippery because Heather greased it earlier. So Trent takes off his shirt and uses it to take off the grease. Uh, Gwen starts daydreaming about Trent until Lashana's like, girl, get with it. Uh, Owen is also having trouble climbing the pole. 
uh, making Jeff, Heather, and Izzy push him up. And he gets to the top and gets the flag, but Gwen's already out in front. And Heather's like, run! Yeah, and, you know, this was um, another challenge complaint. Well, I guess it's not challenge complaint, just production complaint. Uh, Heather being able to grease the pole, like, that probably would have taken a decent amount of time. And she did that before everyone got there. So where, what, did they not have them locked down at Ponderosa? What, why can they just go off and the producers don't know where all the contestants are? Yeah, no, it's wild. I am, I'm confused. I'm bewildered. I'm befuddled. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't love that. Um, Just another, but you know, we do hear at one point in the episode, that uh, Chris says that all the interns are dying. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe maybe they're just struggling to keep up a staff of anyone. So maybe that is why. Speaking show... of, that's the next scene we get. So in oh, a flashback, is that really the next scene? Okay, okay. Chris is cool. attempting to test the balance beam stunt with the intern uh, because all the other interns have died, which I'm like, what? A, why would you reveal that on camera? B, what the actual... Fin- I almost swore. <laughs> I don't know if we're going swears, but... Uh, I feel like what? you already did swear. Already. I did, yeah. But you know what? You never know if a kid's <laughs> listening. Um, he starts Sorry, across kid. the beam. Chris is distracting him, so he falls and the sharks eat him. And Chris is like, you know what? That's safe enough. I'm like, Chris, these are children. It's not like they're what? adults. And even if they were adults, the parents could still sue. And this has been... A recurring theme throughout the entire season that Chris and the production has no regard for the legality of putting the kids through this and the potential repercussions. I don't know if they have dirt on these kids' parents or something that makes them not uh, press charges on anything. I, I have really no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, wow, the fact that Chris McLean is not in prison. If right. Twitter wasn't dead, I would go tweet that right now. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, um, it is on its last leg. I, I wish Twitter, we had been in the peak of Twitter when Total Drama was airing. And we could all live tweet it like Survivor. But also, to be fair, I was a child, so I probably wasn't going to be tweeting. Okay, but like I wish that it was happening when we were old enough to have Twitter. Valid, but would we even be watching it? It's like, sorry, I'm, I'm like ruining well, now, Autumn's okay, dreams. It's a, it's a hypothetical. I just wish it was, I wish it would happen, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's like Autumn's like, oh, you know what I wish? I was like, here's the reasons why. <laughs> like, I'm just like crushing dreams, breaking well, dishes Twitter, all night. Yeah. If Twitter can stay alive for a little bit longer, then maybe we can do it with the new season, the new My hope is uh, that Corey B develops a new Twitter called period.com but period with a t oh yeah that's good that's good we'll we'll get on that yeah that'll be where all the total drama action is oh i didn't mean to oh i didn't even mean to i meant total drama no no you did that intentionally i'm i didn't i didn't but you know (laughs) consciously total drama Um, on the brain so uh gwen uh so yeah gwen tells trent to go cheer for owen since trent wants to go to his party but Trent's like, of course I do, but I want to take you as my date. How do you feel about this dynamic throughout this episode? Like, is Trent pushing too hard? Is it a little, like, awkward and, like, uncomfy? Or, like, is Gwen just, like, so laser-focused on winning and, like, 
jealous of what happened, even though I will say it wasn't Trent's fault. It was Heather's fault. But, like, at the end of the day, he still had actions that contributed to why Gwen would be upset. So even if his intentions weren't the malicious part, like, he still created the actions. And it's, like, a complicated situation. They should be in therapy. They really should. And, you know, we've seen this throughout the whole season, too. Like, there were several times um, where they'd have some kind of issue and Gwen would be mad. Like, whenever she was – was she buried, right? Whenever they had to do – and and he ran away, and then she was mad at him because he left her. And then it was like, seemed like they made up, and then episodes later, she was still mad at him. So I think Gwen really holds these grudges, and, and Trent should know that. And so, you know, maybe you could say he was doing too much, pushing too hard, but he probably knew, like, she's not actually going to stay mad at me. But also... I don't think this is the time to be doing all that, man. Like, if you really want Gwen to win um, this challenge, stop talking about relationship drama and just, like, help her win the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Because they are teenagers. They're acting a little bit like teenagers, but I don't know. I was like, Trent, like, you can tell she doesn't want you like i guess she's appreciating your help in terms of the challenge but i don't i think there's a conversation for not on tv not in the middle of the race yeah it's it's probably strange situation but they make up at the end and this is why i think trent should be with bridget and gwen should be with duncan (laughs) yeah yeah i I can't wait for you to one day write a whole thesis on some fan fiction uh, oh yes yeah some fan fiction (laughs) yeah and then we'll am I I'm most excited about the the Cody and Trent uh bisexual exploration. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Which surely surely the the Trent and Bridget Gwen and Duncan fanfiction already exists, right? Definitely Gwen and Duncan. Yeah, yeah. That That's one for gotta sure has there. to exist. Yeah. Well, um, I can't but, wait for you to make your debut as an author. No, I'm gonna make some Eva and chef hatchet fan fiction <laughs> oh lord oh no 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 get that away from me um so uh we we have this whole sequence with uh trent and gwen they get to the gorge i was very confused how everyone else was able to cross the gorge without going down and up like how'd they get around yeah because they were because like when we first when gwen and trent first get there uh, Trent is like, okay, meet you on the other side. And then he's very quickly on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you got there so fast. If this is like, you know, a lot higher from where, I don't know where you would be walking if you're going around it. I don't know. I don't know. The geography uh, isn't adding up. The math ain't mathing. It's not. Um, Chris, he asked Chris why they have to carry the eagle's egg. And Chris like doesn't respond. So. Owen's group gets there, uh, and Gwen struggles to maintain her balance, but she's able to keep her focus. Heather wonders when the cupcake will kick in. Uh, As they're crossing the gorge, they're attacked by the eagle parents that are mad, and Duncan is impressed, but Courtney is very scared, and Courtney asks Duncan why he finds that interesting that their lives are in peril, and he says the challenge demonstrates life at its rawest and would make... uh, 
uh, for a good song from Elvis, aka Trent. <laughs> um, and then we get a confessional from Courtney where she's like, Duncan's so immature. What is it about almost dying and bodily function that guys love? Then again, danger is kind of hot. And they end up kissing. Yeah, it's like she's never, this whole time that she's been on the show and that, you know, whenever she came around to admitting that she liked Duncan and stuff, it's like it's the first time she's ever confronted that, like, not uh, being safe and, and following all the rules and everything. Um, it's the first time that not doing that is, like, appealing to her. So now she's, like, uh, leaning into it a little bit. But whenever Duncan was saying about why he liked um he enjoyed the the danger of it so much i was like that feels like something jeff probes would say mm-hmm. yeah uh we get uh trent like trying to get um gwen to move faster and trying to encourage her by saying he's about to love her and gwen's like no distractions and then heather's like okay let me grab justin and rip his shirt off uh distracting gwen owen the eagles and the sharks um, but Trent convinces Gwen to refocus. She finishes the challenge, uh, continues on. Owen finishes a little bit later and says some kind words to the egg before Heather yells at him to run. Yeah, the, Owen kept forgetting what he was doing, where he was. And like we've seen, we know that Owen is not the smartest person in the world, but he's also not like on the level of Lindsay, um, usually. But I mean, for this to be so important, he kept just, you know, forgetting what he was doing. I don't think the money matters to him that much. My conspiracy theory is that he probably has um, rich parents. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good... You know what? I can see this. So Owen Owen lives a very privileged life. He goes to a private school. Um, and... And he's just out here for like a little, like a little adventure to get more exposure. Yeah, because I feel like if he, like, I feel like Gwen wanted the money and wanted the win more. Maybe it's also her competitive drive. But Owen was just kind of there for the vibes. I feel like the money was never a priority for him. Uh, he's gonna blow it all on yacht party. So, like, mm. whereas Gwen is like, okay, let me put some away to go study college or university and do some art history. So, like, just even in terms of this episode. But again, they are sixteen. I don't think as a 16-year-old I grasped as how much money mattered uh, compared to, like, me uh, nine years later, so. Right. When you're 16, you're probably not living on your own and paying for all of your bills, so. Yeah, like, you can uh, understand that money's important, but you can't understand, like, how important it is. Right. You don't know how much stuff really costs. Yeah. And especially after the inflation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, 10 years adds a lot more inflation. Right, right. Um, so uh, we get the long distance run. Gwen thanks Trent for the cupcake, and Trent's like, "What?" <laughs> uh, and he asked, at le- he hopes it was at least good. And Gwen's like, "I don't know. I gave it to Owen." And that's when the laxatives kick in for Owen. He runs to the confessional stall, and Gwen tells Trent that she isn't angry at him, but she doesn't trust him, and he can't make it up to her. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna grab this large boulder as a proof of my love." Um, Gwen's like, "You're." crazy uh but she's like she does smirk a little bit uh at the finish line Lindsay worries that owen is losing and thus the yacht party won't happen and izzy's like well i got a plan and i need a large electric fan and chris has it in his trailer so uh to keep his windswept look for the hair um so they're approaching the finish line 
Uh, and Gwen is in the lead. She is in a far lead. Oh, I forgot to mention when they were on the gorge right before the commercial break, Gwen says the same lines that Owen said in the premiere. I'm going to die now. I'm going to freaking die now. Oh, you know what? I didn't even catch that. You're right. You're right. She did say that. Um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of Easter eggs Yeah, uh, here at the end. I love the self-referential to the history there. Um, yeah, and she was in the chicken hat. Yep, exactly. That's yeah. another thing I noticed. Um, and then Owen was in the cow hat because they wanted him to move. Okay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, joke. that's good. Yeah. Uh, Trent's carrying the boulder. He starts to slow down. Gwen is speeding off. Owen and Trent are struggling. Owen's like, you got this, dude. You're going to get through to Gwen. Uh, they start crawling. Cody and Lashana keep cheering for Gwen. She's getting really close, but Izzy arrives with a plate of brownies. And Lindsay turns on the fan to blow the scent towards Owen. Uh, Lindsay has the fan back when originally, which I love that. Uh, yeah, this Heather's made Heather's waves fly off. Um, yeah. And then this proves to be the last drop for Lashana because Heather's yelling at people. And she grabs Heather and throws her into the confessional where Owen had just gone to the bathroom and locks her in with a tree branch on the handle. Yeah, and um, let me just say here, uh, w- the Owen going into the bathroom and and this that whole uh plot point hated it hated every second of that's it. just I'm the sure start for this recap it is it is don't i mean we'll get there we'll get there um but yeah uh i i just feel like um we all probably know that i hated it but i had to i, had yeah, to I was like it. oh adam's gonna hate this episode and then i oh, was oh watching gosh. the other episode last night i was like adam's gonna hate this episode i did yeah i did um real bad so uh we get uh like Lashana trapping Heather in there. My conspiracy theory question is, where did Izzy get the hot brownies from? Because it's one thing if it's cold brownies and you can like, I guess there's a small little while, but like hot brownies have a specific smell. Like how did she make the brownies so fast? You're right. I, I hadn't thought about that because we know like Chef wasn't in there cooking anything. Um, do, does this mean, uh, is this a, a, a clue that points towards uh, production interference and production wanting Owen to win and knew that this could be a way to get him to the finish line because they've done this before not with brownies specifically but where there was food I can't remember what it was cinnamon rolls um sticky, like buns. A finish line. sticky buns yeah yeah and um yes of course yeah and uh and they just stood there and he smelled them and he and he came running so um I don't know man uh conspiracy theory says maybe production put their thumb on the scale yeah mm, i agree um also i just read more information about the gwen ending we'll talk about that in a second but the owen ending which is the canonical ending uh here on the brazilian dragon podcast Lindsay turns the fan in the correct direction owen smells the brownies and he barrels through knocks gwen to the side uh, crashes into izzy past the finish line and uh eats the brownies um heather hears the whole exchange from inside the confessional uh she's like oh what happened who won hello oh and then she like gets nauseous trent consoles gwen and says at least they got to go to a great party and gwen reminds trent that he didn't pick up the boulder to continue carrying with him and trent is like he picks it up and he's uh, no he's like he raises his eyebrow and he picks gwen up instead and he he asks her to go out with him and refusing to put her down until she says yes yes which i did not like that part 
Um, yeah, that's a little like extortion, you know. Yeah, but anyways, I think she like luckily she's into it, so that's that's like a little silver lining, even though it's still gross behavior. Um, right. Laughing and pounding on his back playfully, she agrees. Owen is glad and says they're coming to the party together. At the final campfire ceremony, Chris announces Owen as the winner of Total Drama Island. He gets his check and the final marshmallow. He says he's going to cherish it for life and immediately eats it. Um, and he's like, forget that. I can buy as many marshmallows as I want. Jeff comments that it's time for them to do something. And Jun- Duncan, Jeff, and Owen pick up Chris and throw him into the lake to the cheers of the other campers and Chef. But the boys then go chase Chef to throw him into the lake next. And Gwen asks Heather... If Heather is happy to see Chris get thrown into the link and Heather denies it. But then she's like, no, I am actually happy about that. Um, Which they should all be very happy. That man tortured them for however long they were out there. And uh, with little regard for their safety or their lives. And, mm-hmm. and also he was he was creepy. So he, was. he deserves to get thrown in. Chef, yeah. I think, should have been allowed to stay on the land. Agreed. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't feed them well. So maybe that's why they're that's mad. That's true. Um, that, that is true. So they have a moment, though, where Gwen, like, says that Heather stinks, and they have, a, like, a sweet little moment, I guess. And the camera pans out from Gwen and Heather, seeing that the boys are still chasing Chef in the background. And that's the end of the season. And just quickly to talk about Gwen's ending, same thing, but um, Owen knocks Gwen down. She starts to uh, mope that she lost, but Trent's like, no, you can still win. Uh, Owen crashes into Izzy, eats the brownie, and gets distracted by the brownies. Um a few steps short of the finish line, Gwen passage him, passes him, and uh, then Gwen gets the final marshmallow. She accepts it. Uh, Owen gives her a victory hug. Um, Gwen says that if there's enough money left after she pays for her tuition, she'll throw a big victory party, and everyone's invited to accept Heather. And Owen pushes Gwen to make a move on Trent, and she is now willing to date him. And then they throw Chris in the link. I wish I just would have much rather preferred this ending. Yeah. You know? Much more satisfying, I feel like. You prefer it. Um yeah, so that is that is um that is the season. It for is, now. yeah. It is right, yeah, for now. Um yeah, what a what a journey that uh all these people have been on. Mm-hmm. And here they are at the end, uh you know, blindly following Owen. And they're going to get a party. So they think. Oh, this is cool. Uh, the intern in the Cartoon Network version is not the same intern as seen in the Canadian version because this intern was one of the highest scoring players in the online game based on the series Total Drama Island, Totally Interactive. Um, so they like made him or that person the intern, I guess. Oh, wow. That's really cool. But uh, I... I don't know how I feel about uh, that then he is killed. But, you know, that's cool that he got to be in there. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, should we get into our segments? Because I think you had some questions. Yes, I do have some questions. Because um, in the past, we have said, okay, for the Sheffy, the Chrissy, the MVP, and the LVP, we are only giving them to people who are still in the game, still competing in the game. Um and have not been eliminated. So, um, uh, this one, I need some help uh, clarifying the rules on because we only have two people that are technically still in the game. However, we do have eliminated contestants who are very active in the outcome 
of uh, the game and what actually happens. So, Felipe, as the Brazilian dragon yourself, I feel like you have the final say. Um, where, what do you uh, think we should do uh, with our uh, award rules? I think for myself, I'm going to give the strategy points to Gwen or Owen only. And then for the character points, I'm going to give them also between Gwen and Owen. But for those, I feel less conflicted about it. You can give it to whoever you want for the characters. But I think strategy, because technically everyone else can't win. Like, right. I, I, that's how I'm feeling. But honestly, if you want to counter it, feel free to present your arguments to the jury of me. No, that, that works for me. I think um, my Sheffy and my Chrissy, my strategy uh, points were going to Gwen and Owen anyway. Okay. So, um, so that, that works for me. So I really only have one person um, that I would like to give a character award to that was eliminated. So um, It's obviously Courtney because you're biased. I mean, we'll, we'll see when we get there. We'll see when yeah. we get there. So, so do you want to go oh, first with your Chrissy? Sure. So my Chrissy, the, the award going to the person who had the worst strategy in this game, or in this episode, um, is actually going to the person who won the game. Because I'm, I'm giving this to Owen, because he, he won in spite of himself, basically. He was constantly getting distracted, like I said earlier, forgetting where he was, basically. Um, he was not, you know, trying super hard. And it was only because of, like, his bodily instinct to go for the brownies that he even won. It wasn't anything about him actually uh, trying to cross the finish line and trying to win the game. So um, so I'm giving my Chrissy to Owen because I feel like, I don't know, like, he just kind of lucked into it. Yeah. Um, I'm going the old Stephen Fishback route where he on the know-it-alls podcast for survivor, he will always give the final fishy to the winner of the game. So with that logic, even though he stumbled ass backwards into it, Owen completed the challenge of winning the game. Strategically, that is the goal. He gets my Shefty and thus Gwen has to get my Chrissy, even though I completely support Autumn's reasoning and understand it. 100%. That is how I'm feeling right now. So, unfortunately, Owen gets my Sheffy. And his third Sheffy of the season. Oh, no, his four. Autumn, would you believe it if I ever told you you got a Sheffy? You gave Owen a Sheffy? I feel like I remember you telling me this once before. And I was like, no, surely not. But you said, no, I did. It was the episode that AJ joined us for, the Mr. Coconut episode, where he, like, yes. was okay, yes. resourceful I remember. or whatever. I don't remember the reasoning. Um, right. But, yeah, so, Owen, I've only given him one Chrissy, and I think that's probably just to counterbalance everything that you were going to give him. So, I was, like, trying to, like, you gave him a lot of yeah, them. So, I, I was know. like, let me give it to other people. And then as the numbers went down, I was I like, well, let me give it to Gwen, I guess, because I have three Gwen Chrissies, including this final one. But I'm assuming you're giving your Sheffy to Gwen unless you're going to go and, like, pick the intern. I, yeah, you know, rest in peace to that intern. But I am going to give my Sheffy to Gwen. Um, I felt like she, obviously she lost. But she herself did a lot more than Owen did to, to try to get herself to the win. Um, uh, I, I mean, I guess all she should have said was, 
whenever they were asking them what they would do for the, with the money, that she should have said she would throw a party. She would have just she should have just lied and said she would throw an even better party than Owen. And then maybe they would have all helped her. But um, but she, you know, whenever people were trying to distract her when like Trent was talking about something else, you know, she was like, No, like stop talking to me, like I'm trying to focus and I'm trying to win. And she was in the the long distance run to the finish line before the brownies arrived she was doing good she was she was on her way to win and so um you know i am gonna give my chefy to gwen although i do understand that i i understand your logic um the stephen fishback route because uh, i do feel like just in general the the winner should be rewarded they at least did something right so you know, maybe his best strategy was was just saying he would throw the party. Um, but I don't try to always pile on Owen uh, just for the sake of it. But sometimes, you know, that's really that's really all my brain will let me do because that's just the most logical thing. So, Sheffy for Gwen, Chrissy for Owen on my end. So, Autumn, now let's get into the more interesting category for the week, uh, the character awards. And I'm sure you have thoughts. I do, I do. Um, so I'm gonna start with my LVP uh, because, you know, again, I don't, I don't try to pile on. I don't start every episode thinking, you know, how can I uh, dog this person even more? But it just happens. And so, as you can probably guess, my LVP is also going to DJ. Owen. Uh, you know what? Justice for DJ, honestly. Um, uh, Owen. With the the bathroom stuff, I, I hated it. I hated it so much, and it clouds the rest of the episode for me. It's very hard for me to forget, and so therefore, I hated that character moment. And he will be getting my LVP. Valid, and just to double down, I am also giving Owen the LVP. Um, I think that Owen, uh, like so, just transparency. Gwen gets my MVP solely because, again, it's a two person episode for the most part there's like some contributions from the peanut gallery like you could give it to trent you could give it to heather you could give it to like izzy but otherwise i feel like there's no major contributions from the rest of the peanut gallery right so it's basically down to five characters and i feel like owen is an active competitor not taking it seriously and like he's doing his best honestly like for owen sanders but i think it's just smarter for him to uh be a little more head in the game and he wasn't giving me that he's in the he's almost about to win he just needs to be one person to win a lot of money and he's not taking it seriously so that is that is why owen gets my lvp yeah rightfully so um i obviously i agree with you i think that your points are are very valid as well and um also forgiving gwen the the mvp i that's obviously who i was going to pick for the mvp if I had to only choose between Gwen and Owen, but since we have a little more leeway with the the character awards, I think I would like to give my MVP to Lashana. Oh. Um, yeah, so she, again, not in the episode that much, um, but really there, there wasn't a lot of people that were eliminated that were in the episode that much except for like Trent and Heather. But uh, Lashana, at every point, stuck by Gwen. That was like when she was in the game, she was like her and Gwen were really tight and at every point in this episode, she still stuck by Gwen. She didn't waver. 
when Gwen was like, uh, was it when Justin was there and she was like daydreaming or whatever? And Lashana was like, hey, snap out of it. You know, you need to keep going. And and then Gwen kept going. Like she really pushed her to to do her best. And, you know, she almost, she almost won. And also I loved when Lashana, while I hated everything with Owen and the porta potties, I did like that it at least gave us uh, Lashana finally being fed up with Heather and throwing her in said porta potty. Uh, that was a good moment. So I would like to give the MVP to Lashana. Yeah, you know, I think that's a very valid um, uh, MVP. Uh, also, like, I won't actually, I'll keep this uh, information to myself uh, until after the next episode because, okay. but I think that's a very interesting point that uh, might be a very important piece of trivia moving forward for this next episode mm. because we at the end of this next recap we're gonna decide who was the mvp of the season based on these points and it could be lashana just based on that ah okay okay yeah. well we'll but, see when we get there yeah gwen gets my mvp and i will just say first mvp for gwen of the season because i've been giving it to mostly other people for the similar reasons that you have given it like you gave four to gwen over the season so like well uh, let me yeah. spread the love and uh, yeah, so Gwen got my first MVP, and I'm glad I got to give her one before the season ended. Yeah, I guess, wow, I didn't realize, you know, you know, I didn't, I, I feel a little bad that I, uh, skew all of your awards. No, um, it's fine, that's how we like it. defense, yeah, you know, uh, I, I appreciate you just working around me, though, in my strong no, opinion. No, we love it. Um, so, let's talk about Total Drama, Drama, Drama Island. Had you ever seen this episode before, or no? I really don't think I had because, you know, I have only ever seen season one. But as I was watching this, I really didn't remember any of it. So if I have, I don't, I didn't retain literally anything. Because there's a lot of episodes that I didn't really remember much of anything. But there'd be like, you know, one scene or one line or something that I'd have a vague memory of. But this one, I had nothing. So I really don't know if I've ever seen this. Yeah, no, so this this is a 44-minute episode. It's double episode. Um, so we get... Uh, apparently, there's an alternative ending uh, mm-hmm. that uh, they have when Gwen won. Apparently, basically, the opening is that she immediately refuses and just wants to go home with the money, but Chris says that there was a fine print um about how if there's an opportunity to win more money, everyone has to compete for it. Um, and Chris, oh, wow. Gwen is upset about it, yells at Chris, scaring the host into jumping into Chef's arms. Uh, and he has Chef destroy the check, forcing Gwen to take part in the challenge. Um, and Owen's the only one that actually goes to take off for it. Hmm. Interesting. So, so then it starts like the same way when it yeah. starts the same as this episode is when Owen's the only one and Chris is like, yeah, really so it's Owen just the, the, the million dollars? how they get Gwen to participate or how they get it. I to see. Happen. You know, I would be mad too if I was Gwen. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so the players uh, are all at the Playa de Losers on their last day. They're throwing a final party before they go back home. Uh, Tyler and Cody play Frisbee. Katie and Sadie hang out with Justin. Katie tells Sadie about how great it was for them to relax and not worry about competing in confessional. And Sadie says that gives them more time to admire Justin without distractions. 
Izzy's feasting herself on marshmallows and soda. She in, she inspires Owen in terms of like her grossness, and then she throws up on the steak, which is disgusting. So bad. It's so, so bad. And Owen is just like more in love with her because of this grossness. Yeah. Harold tries to impress Lashana by giving her flowers, and Lashana's trying to like tell him slow down. I'm not interested. Um, and yeah, she Harold's convinced that she and Lashana are gonna be uh, hooking up after the show's over, maybe move in together when they're like 30 and ha- have his mom's approval, uh, and maybe live in her basement. I was like, how dare you? Lashana is gonna be a queen in life, and you're gonna be a peasant. And she just told you that she's not down with that, so the delusion is unmatched here. <laughs> exactly. Um, Gwen is excited for Lashana and Trent to meet her friend's home. Tyler gets hurt by a frisbee. That's yeah, Tyler. Tyler is a buffoon. Um, Tyler stays a buffoon. Also, can we talk? Can we just highlight uh, Gwen's friends? I wrote their names down. Yes, please. Uh, Thank you for bringing this up. And she showed Trent uh, pictures of them. They're all very, very goth. Uh, Even like if we thought Gwen was goth, she's these friends are like extra goth. Exactly. They're like Gwen's aesthetic, but more extreme. And their names are Marilyn, Pixie Corpse, and Reaper. And I would just like to know when are they competing on a total drama? They need to do the Redonculus Race family season. Mm, (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's perfect. They also seem like they would be friends with Duncan and the Joker. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We could get another dating goth. Uh... Uh, team like Amazing Race, yeah, hmm. yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, anyway, um, shout out to Gwen's friends. I hope they're doing well. I am obsessed with them already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, he Tyler in his Jane Lynch tracksuit falls into water, um, and DJ goes to rescue him with the floaties on. Uh, Tyler ends up getting DJ out of it because. Uh, DJ uh, is not a good swimmer. Uh, Harold tries to impress Noah with information about beavers, and Noah's like, if you know Noah's getting annoyed, you know that. <laughs> like, it's bad. Oh, wait, actually, no. Noah right. gets annoyed at everything, so never mind. Um, he does. He does. But Bridget it, and Jeff I mean, it was just, still bad. Yeah, Bridget and Jeff just make out in the jacuzzi, um, and Bridget uh, keeps hurting Jeff throughout this episode, accidentally. Um yeah, this is like the start of a total drama action arc where like they're completely on top of each other. And I this is like the part of their arc that I don't like. I was like, Bridget was such a cool person. Jeff had his own individual arcs. And now they're just going to be on top of each other for the rest of their like history on the show uh, for action. I was like, mm, this is the start of something that I don't like. But whatever, it happened. Yeah, I agree. I don't like, like they were essentially just nothing in this episode. Um, they they really don't even have lines necessarily of any substance um, the whole time, and, and especially for it being a double episode, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't love that. Didn't love that because they're both good characters in their own right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Duncan is trying to charm Courtney by dancing. Courtney gets annoyed by Duncan. Oh, the, uh, this is something I noticed at the start when they were doing the pan of all the characters. I saw Izzy doing the. Look into my eyes. What do you see? Oh, Dance. yeah. Did you catch that? Yes. Yes, I did. I forgot. Um, yes. Every time we get a call back to the rattlesnake dance, it is just one of my favorite moments in the episode automatically uh, because I love that. And even though Izzy 
um, you know, has questionable taste in men and is kind of gross herself now. Um, we still stand. We still stand. We love it. Um, so Courtney gets annoyed by Duncan, asks where is the crazy he uh Duncan asks where the crazy chick who helped him raid the kitchen is, and Courtney's like, I have to uh, be worried about my lawyers losing a lawsuit against the show and having to study for the LSATs. Um, and she needs to work in her class president campaign. And Duncan tells her to relax. Um, she says she's happy. And at the pool, Heather walks up and stands next to in front of Lashana, Gwen, and Trent. And they see a smiley face on her bald head, which kind of mean, but it's Heather. It is. It is kind of mean, but also Heather is kind of mean. Also, can we can we rewind for just a second? Of course. To talk about. Courtney saying she needed to be worried about her LSATs. Um, yeah, no, I caught that too. Why are you taking the LSATs as a high schooler? We know, we know Courtney is, uh, you know, a, an overachiever and everything. But I, I mean, there's, there's no world. There's no world where you take the LSAT in high school. It's not going to be good. They're not going to accept you in the law school if you don't have, if you haven't been to undergrad. So I, Courtney has her priorities a little mixed up here i believe agreed um but anyway yeah just a side note had to no that we love out. that love courtney but you know we got her we got to call her uh when she's talking a bunch of mess uh chris arrives holding a briefcase and offers the campers one last challenge a race to find the briefcase that contains one million dollars uh the first one to locate the briefcase and bring it back to the dock of shame uh wins uh a million dollars but owen has to forfeit a hundred thousand dollars uh that he just won right and you know this in a vacuum this was a fun twist of like okay you can either take this money or we can we can compete again but i don't love that then it just invalidates the whole season basically yeah yeah, I would have just taken the money I won because, like, then you, like, literally you had a one-in-one one chance of $100,000 or a one-in-22 chance of um, a million dollars. I'm like, no, take the money and run. But Gwen tried to do that, and apparently she wasn't allowed to. Yeah, so I guess there was no really no quote-unquote choice here. Yeah. Um, so Owen thinks about it for a second. He's like, oh, let me just, uh, yeah, game on. And he runs out, um, and none of the other campers are down because they're tired of Chris messing with them. Um, so they won't be quote running around the island like idiots all over again end quote as Heather puts it. Um, I mean they they are very idiotic in the way they run around the island. But also like if only just one person goes, then like I'm like okay, you all lost already. Just go for the million dollars. Right, right. Like, I feel always like the only one who lost anything like going for it. Right, and it doesn't make sense to because they. Chris never said, like, this is going to last for days and stuff. It's literally just one more challenge they have to do. And they've already lost. All these people have thought that they were getting nothing um, for however long they've been out of the game. And now they have a chance to get something. So the least they can do is try this last day. They're already there. Just go try to find it. And they have nothing to lose because if they don't find it, someone else finds it, then um, they still have nothing, which is what they thought that they would have. Yeah. Um, so they end up all splitting off. They break off into teams. Uh, Lashana, Gwen, and Trent are a team. Justin and Katie and Sadie become a team. Bridget and Jeff. Uh, Owen, Cody, Tyler, and DJ become team four. 
Lindsay and Beth and Ezekiel are team five, as long as he doesn't become sexist towards them. Uh, Duncan pairs up with Courtney. That's team six. And Harold joins uh, Heather for team eight. And Izzy joins Noah and Eva for team nine. So we have nine different teams. Um, and uh, actually, to be fair, Heather and Harold are team nine because uh, Lindsay and Beth rejected her. And uh, yes. Heather is also um, like, oh, no. And Harold is ditched by Duncan and Courtney, which like, what a stupid request. Yeah. And like, so first of all, the these teams alone, I think, honestly, I think my money would have been if, if you had told me these are the teams that are all going to go try to find this case that has a million dollars in it. I think I would have put money on Duncan and Courtney because they're both very strategic courtney more so but we've seen duncan be very strategic and also duncan's like kind of kind of out of his mind a little bit and so uh like i feel like they would have been um the ones to to bet on the favorites and the odds um but also i did absolutely love uh the scene when heather is trying to join lindsay beth and ezekiel's alliance well I don't know if you call them Alliance, but their team and um, Lindsay rejects her and also calls her Hannah, which, yeah. uh, um, you know, so I feel like this, this was a two team race, name. basically Lashana, Gwen and trans versus um, Lindsay, Beth, and no, sorry, not Lindsay, Beth and Ezekiel. That is not uh, what I was saying, but like Lashana, Gwen and Trent versus uh, uh, Duncan and Courtney, I feel like was the top right. two competitors. Uh, yeah. Like you mentioned Lindsay calling her Hannah. And I love that because Lindsay only called, used to call Heather and I think Gwen. Mm-hmm. No, they were the Heather and Owen, I think, were the only people she named. Yeah, yeah. The, Heather was definitely one of them I know. She was the only person that everyone else should call the wrong name every single time she talked to them. Yeah. Um, I will I will step up here for a second. I think Heather and Harold is actually a pretty solid team. They have, like, weird strengths that balance each other out. Uh, as long as they can get along. Like, I feel like the one thing that I noticed on this rewatch was, like, Harold would come in clutch and a lot of times when he was underestimated. So he does have these, like, I don't don't ever want to say his awesome skills like he loves, but, (laughs) like, he does have some strengths that, like, Heather could use. And I think that's, like, an underappreciated, like, maybe third competitor in this race, even though I'm not the biggest Harold fan. I will give him that. Um, I also think Izzy knowing Eva is, like, on paper, a good team because Izzy's the chaotic one with the plans. But if they can reel her in, I feel like they're like com- competent enough. Um, right, and they do yeah. get ahead at points. They do, and and it's primarily because because of Izzy. Um, yeah, and you know I agree on the the Heather and Harold point because individually they're both. I mean Heather, obviously we've seen her really influence challenges in the past when she was in the game, not only for herself to win, but also for other people to actively lose. And so we know that she can um, definitely put something together that would get them ahead of a lot of the other teams. And Harold, I think, I want to say that the first time that we noticed like, oh, sometimes Harold is like, is very good at stuff was dodgeball whenever they played dodgeball. Yeah. Um, and he won the, the game for them. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think that um, separately, individually, they they have the strength they need, but it's just a matter of like, can like you said, can they work together? Can they like not uh, 
lose our minds working with each other. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with the race. So um, I did like uh, the line that Heather had in conventional. I'm so glad this whole thing is over. I haven't wanted to get away from a group of people this badly since my calculus teacher made me join the mathletes for extra credit. <laughs> right. Yeah, she doesn't seem like a big uh, big fan of mathletes. Yeah, and then later she's like, but Harold, um, that's even worse than the mathletes. That's like, oh, spending the afternoon with the physics club. Which I don't, did you I took offense have to that. mathletes or physics club? I don't know. I, 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 yeah, no, Harold is like, no, he's like in a different club. He's not in the physics club. I don't think he's like super like sciencey. Doesn't seem, he just seems more of like a, uh, a, a dweeb. I don't know. He's not like this super intelligent nerd. It doesn't seem like yeah. that would be very into the STEM, you know, fields. But, um, but anyway, regardless, I mean, he's not the best partner to have if you're Heather. For sure. Uh, anyways, two hours pass. Chris gives them a clue about uh, how it's just hanging around. We see it at a tree branch. Justin, Katie, and Sadie are walking around, but he's being followed by paparazzi. So the girls can't concentrate while they stare at him. Uh, Eva, Noah, and Izzy think it would be a great idea to think like a tree in order to find the, the case. Um, and Noah's like, is it just me or is Izzy just one crazy bird? And I was like, no, sir. Everyone knows this. Yeah, I love this actually when Izzy was like, you got to think like a tree. What would the tree see? And I think they should implement this on Survivor. We all know the immunity idols are in the trees usually. And mm -hmm. so I want to see someone climb the tree and say, I have to think like the tree. I have to see what the tree sees and then I'll find the idol. I yeah. It would work. Um, Courtney and Doug can get to the same place as Eva, Noah, and Izzy. Courtney overhears Izzy seeing the case and they jump on the same vine and fight in the air. Lindsay and Beth walk right under it. Um, Ezekiel's like, it's right there. And then this dumbass doesn't do anything about it. Um, because he's interrupting their girl time. And I was like, bro, you could literally just win. What a dummy. Because they have no power over him. Even if he's like, hey, it's here. And they're like, you know, stop talking to us or whatever they said. Um, all he has to do is pick it up. He sees yeah. it. Just grab it. Literally, I mean, I don't know. This uh, this shows why um, Ezekiel deserved to leave as early as he did. Agreed. Um, so Justin uh, is annoyed of Katie and Sadie's nonstop chattering and ditches them in a cave saying that he needs to go to the bathroom and wants some privacy. Um, and also Bridget and Jeff make out right under the suitcase as well. And he's annoyed. Uh, and Justin's like, if I have to hang around these too much longer, I'll throw myself off a cliff. So this is the start of Justin's villain era. Yeah, I liked it. I was here for Justin, you know, finally uh, getting some dialogue and uh, using it to his advantage. We also got, this is the callback when um, Katie and Sadie are in the cave for, for so long. Um, yeah. They were in, in their, that was their boot episode, right? Or no? Yeah, or, or that, that was Katie's boot yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they didn't leave at the same time. You're right. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that was a pivotal moment for them. And now here they are back in the cave. And Justin is, uh, you know, kind of going rogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Justin, Gwen, uh, and Lashana and Trent all intersect. And the girls give him all the information. And Trent's like, what is it with that guy? Like, yeah. 
I I would also be annoyed. Uh, Cody, DJ, right. Owen, and Tyler are a team. They almost missed the briefcase, but DJ looks up and sees it. He grabs it, um, and uh, they start to lose trust in each other immediately, saying that whoever has to hold the case could easily ditch them. So Cody ties them all up in a group, um, and so they won't be separated. But Owen has to take a shit. So <laughs> Owen is... Um, they are like annoyed with Owen because they were like, why don't you go this ahead of time? And then Tyler drops the case and it falls on the other side of the bush. Uh, and Harold uh, swipes the case like Swiper and runs off, makes a hang glider for him and Heather out of an old tent and large tree branches. And Heather turns on him, smacking him in the groin and takes the glider and then tries to speed off. But it all falls apart and she lands in a beaver dam and gets attacked by the beavers um and trent suggests helping her but they all laugh instead and run away uh and the case floats and bounces downstream okay yeah this was lots big. of things this to is, talk about yeah there, there's a lot going on here first of all um obviously like i said i hate everything owen is doing everything about this i hate it i can't stand it um i literally like had to turn the I turned the volume down and I like watched out of my peripheral vision because I was like I need this scene to be over um but uh Heather really we knew she she would have done this I don't know why Heather or why Harold didn't anticipate her turning on him uh at any point because that's obviously was our plan the whole time but then it was big Icarus energy you know she had too much pride and her little wings broke, and then she was stuck in the beaver dam. Although, I feel like landing head first on a beaver dam has to be incredibly painful. Yeah. But she's like, okay. I don't she understand how stuck, she's not but... dead, but also it's a cartoon. Right, right, yeah. And she had no hair to protect her, either. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, um... But yeah, this Heather, I, I think that she, um, you know, she got what was coming to her at this point. And she's like, stays stuck in the beaver dam for, for a minute. And then the beavers are like whacking her in the face. Yeah, no, I, yeah, she's trapped in there for a minute. Yeah. And so, anyway, then uh, what, what happens next? What is the, So Chris announces over the intercom that the case is wet and Lindsay figures out the clue and she's like, okay, let's run to the river. Um, it floats right up to them and Duncan grabs it with the fishing pole. Courtney encourages him. Uh, and then an alligator eats the, the suitcase. And I did like the line. It's like, how are there alligators in Muskoka? Yeah. I love when they, when they reference anything about where they are in Canada or even just when the players are self-aware and break the fourth wall of, you know, how, how is any of this even happening? Um, yeah, and Chris confirms that they did bring the alligators in. Uh, I think he says it was Chef's idea. There was a it was a good idea that Chef mm-hmm. had to bring the alligators in. Um, the camera ends up zooming out to show the image on the TV where Chris and Chef are watching from Playa de Losers, and Chef is like he is the one who put the alligators in the lake. Uh, Duncan jumps into the uh, alligator pond to attack it, uh, and Beth, Ezekiel, and Lindsay run out of the water. He wrestles the alligator, gets the case. Um, Duncan makes a bad step, sprains his ankle, much like DJ did in that one episode when they were on the, or was it Jeff? One of them 
sprained their ankle. I think I think Jeff, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Jeff. Um, and then like it baby. makes him unable to continue on without help. Courtney ends up leaving him behind, saying she can't have him slowing her down. And uh, she says, opportunities like this don't just fall out of trees. And in that moment, Izzy falls out of a tree and takes the case. Or the case flies out of Courtney's hands. And, and so Izzy's Eva and Noah race by. They walk by Duncan. And they taunt him because Courtney left him, making him less of a man, which uh toxic. But okay. Right, um, right. And I did, Duncan I did steals love... Noah's pants. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did love Courtney leaving Duncan, though. She was like, you know... I like this guy, um, but I like this money even more. And so yeah. even though it didn't pan out for her, uh, we love to see. This is like the, you know, if they were like a partnership and big brother and they and then she wins final HOH and cuts him at final three, this was yeah. the same energy. We love it. Um, so still in the cave, Katie and Sadie eventually get into an argument over which one of them likes Justin more, even though he doesn't like either of them. Courtney chases after the trio with the case, although they manage to fool her by hiding behind a bush. Uh, and then they double back. She keeps running and slams into a wall that has a forest background onto it. And she notices a camera at the top and she's like, wait, what? And Courtney starts yelling into the camera at Chef and Chris because she realizes it's not that much of a real forest because they're near civilization. They mute her and enjoy pate. This was wild. I was like, what in the world? How Honestly, Props to them for for being able to you know manufacture a whole forest, but we've seen throughout the whole season that they seemingly don't have the most money in the world. So I am very intrigued as to how they made it's just all also of like, this forest. How have they not noticed this before? Like they they've right. been exploring this island for so many for eight weeks. I'm just like, is this just the Playa de Losers area that is like? they did that or was it the whole season i was just like and it also kind of like makes me feel a little more disenchanted with the universe because like oh this was such a cool little place that they had and i forgot this little detail so it's like no i don't want it to be like a little more manufactured than it actually was right and they also had to go off the island at points for challenges like when they went to boney island and stuff you know the row over there so i mean did they just not see anything Whenever they came back, no, none of that like boundary or anything. I don't know. I, it is, yeah. it is uh, strange for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, Izzy, Eva, and Noah encounter Justin. Uh, they are determined to hold their ground to not give up the case, but Justin has powers, so he uh, he overpowers the willpower of Eva and Izzy by taking off his shirt. They give Izzy gives him the case. Noah tries to take it back, but Eva trips him and allows a satisfied Justin to leave. Uh, and Noah yells at both them when they break their trance. Um, and I love how Justin in confessional is like, uh, yeah, I write on my good looks, of course. Uh, and Eva's like, oh, I'm going to be an outcast at the gym. <laughs> uh, I loved that Justin was Eva's kryptonite. And that she, yeah. you know, she's so tough and always like doesn't enjoy anything. And even she couldn't resist uh being awed by justin yeah um chris announces that the case is somewhere beautiful and heading towards camp uh jeff and bridget keep trying to find the case but they get too distracted by each other and uh bridget accidentally knocks jeff off a cliff at one point uh courtney tries to climb up the wall um and dispatches chef on the atv to intercept her 
she scales the wall and she finds out that the island was close to civilization, seeing a drive through restaurant. Uh, she tries to make contact with the outside world. A cameraman in a hot air balloon attempts to stop her. But uh, the plan backfires because Courtney grabs the boom wire to drive the balloon to her, climbs up on it, and gets rid of the cameraman and takes off on the balloon. Uh, meanwhile, Heather uh, escapes the angry beavers, finds Harold again, and he pulls up alongside her in the canoe. And uh, she is uh determined to help her and is like listen i'll split the case 60 40 for you uh and she's like well i don't like being mean it's just the way i am and uh he the alternative is she has to walk all the way back to camp so uh she commences extortion skills and it sets any thoughts on these two sequences courtney and the balloon so, and then harold and heather yeah the balloon there's a lot going on up there this escalated very quickly um but you know it was fun it was fun to see so much chaos and it wasn't just like one person keeping possession forever and ever and i like that heather i mean i don't know how true it is but like her have her saying that she doesn't like to be mean it's just how she is you know she acknowledges that she's not the best person that to be around that people really, you know, uh, like hanging out with, but she doesn't necessarily seem like she's going to change. However, at least she acknowledged it to some degree. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, fun to see this character journey and maybe we'll see more in action. I honestly don't remember much of Heather's arc in that season. Um, but uh, then Justin runs into Cody, DJ, and Owen and Tyler. Cody is like, Justin, the paparazzi are behind you. And he gets distracted. They swipe the case. They're running off the cliff together, and they get chased off by a bear. They fall. Cody uh, manages to hold on for a few seconds until they fall more. Uh, Owen's foot gets caught in the boom mic on Courtney's balloon, so they're being lifted up by Courtney. Courtney uh, tries to negotiate, and she's like, I could just let you fall and grab the case for myself, but then they climb up. They somehow uh, outmaneuver that, and then uh, Cody tries to convince everyone to uh, go out and think they outsmart Courtney, but uh, she's going to try to fly through a tree, but she gets the bear's ankle entangled in the boom wire, just like Owen's was, and the bear starts climbing up towards the basket. Yeah, the the bear, I mean, really, they shouldn't be worried about the the briefcase at that point. I'm scared of the bear. Although we do, we have seen, like, these bears are not super dangerous, I guess. Maybe they're fake bears, too. Maybe the whole forest is fake, and these aren't really real bears. Owen does try to make sure it's not Izzy in there, but, and it doesn't seem like it is, but maybe they've um, improved their artificial bear technology mm -hmm. yeah um anyways uh jeff and bridget uh start making out again and then uh she uh oh no they're walking by and they see a moose a baby moose and there's a branch that is too high up for it so jeff tries to help it out uh bridget trips on him knocks into jeff and jeff falls on top of the moose right as the mother appears and jeff is uh pissing off a moose another callback Yep, you know, the moose still out here uh, just trying to protect its its child and, and live its life and not hear these people. 
just yeah. getting in the way. Chef rolls up on the ATV next to Gwen, Lashana, and Trent. Lashana knocks him out um, and hijacks the ATV, taking Gwen and Trent with her. Katie and Sadie are walking through the woods, still mad at each other, ignoring each other. Uh, Jeff and Bridget race by being pursued by the moose. Um, so yeah, everyone starts running. Um, and Courtney's balloon f- floats into the campgrounds. Um, so any any thoughts on anything I just mentioned? Again, just a lot of chaos. This really did feel like, oh, this is like the climax, climax of the not only the episode, but maybe the season, just like there were so many people all, you know, doing so much at the same time. Because I feel like a lot of times we get storylines where while one thing is happening that involves a few characters, there's other characters that are like not really involved in what's happening and also not doing much. And this seemed like almost everybody was doing a lot. So I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so uh more cody courtney try to negotiate but the other people don't want to um and then harold and heather start arriving and uh, uh, trent it tells gwen they should probably hop off because Lashana's about to rev out the engine and attack heather for something she said earlier in that day she chases them off into the lake uh in the boathouse izzy suits up eva no with paintball equipment another callback buckets of fish water and they want to bring down justin and Izzy says in conventional that she loves commando stuff. She would be so good in the army. No one would see me coming. It would be so fun. I would just be sneaking up on people. It's one of my passions in life. Um, and she says, once I made my grandpa wet his pants, it was awesome. James Hewling could never. Not that. Um, ow. <laughs> Sorry. I hit my funny bone. Oh, wow. Not very funny, huh? Nope. I think that was also in the episode, right? Or it might have been was something it? I was watching recently. Wow, I don't but know. No, wow, that really hurt. Wow. Um, podcasting is a dangerous sport. Yeah, we're putting our our uh, lives and our well-being on the line just to bring you all this podcast. So I hope you yeah. appreciate it. Um, they see the diving board over the green jelly, which was set up uh, for Courtney and Phobia Factor um so they all climb up jeff bridget katie sadie i'll do that uh as they climb up duncan returns and he uh goes up uh into the main lodge to hide um and he scares it away with the stuffed moose head from the mantle of the fireplace um and then he chases it into the woods courtney's up in the hot air balloon cheers for duncan only for him to threaten her by saying he's coming for her next um also, Bridget sees the hot air balloon heading straight for the diving board. Uh, she doesn't pay, Courtney doesn't pay attention to where the balloon is headed. Uh, so the bear has reached the basket, starting to climb in. They all jump for it. Uh, Courtney mine, uh, manages to grab the case from Owen's hands as they fall, and they land on the diving board, causing it to wobble dangerously. Um, but uh, yeah, then the Courtney abandons ship because the bear is chasing them still. And uh, all the other campers on board try to fight for her. Uh, Lashana also appears out of nowhere, grabs, tries to get the case herself as she's climbing up to the board. Uh, so they all, like every, the case goes flying, falling towards the ground, it hits the edge of the pool at an angle, bounces straight towards the communal washrooms where Beth, Izzy, uh, Ezekiel, and Lindsay appear. This was so chaotic and hard to recap. 
It really was. And that's why I don't even have like a ton of notes on this because it was all happening so fast. And um, it, it was a lot. It, it was definitely a lot. Um, again, this is another reason why it felt like, oh, this is like the um, high point of, of all the action that we've seen maybe in the whole season. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay gets the case. Justin swoops in from a plane that he uh, convinced Chef to give him. Uh, and then the diving board wobbles uh, and Justin parachutes out. The parachute uh, covers Ezekiel and Beth. He asks Lindsay for the case and she gives it to him. Izzy yells to Eva and Noah on the roof of the building to fire and they dump their buckets on Justin, covering him in disgusting fish water. Um, and he panics over his hair. Izzy runs up with an empty bucket, shoves it on his head and snatches the case, racing towards the dock. Uh, she trips and falls with the case falling out of her hands, bouncing off towards the dock of shame on its own. And this is where a lot of chaos happens. So Izzy chases after the case. Gwen and Trent are raced by Lindsay, Justin, and Beth, and Ezekiel. So they everyone starts chasing the case. Um, the, uh, a lot of people fall into the green jelly pool. So Courtney did finally, finally accomplish her fear. <laughs> she did, yeah. And yeah. why is it still there? I don't know, but it's still there. Um, but the people who fall in were Katie, Courtney, Sadie, Cody, and Tyler, which is important because Owen, DJ, LaShawn, and Jeff and Bridget remain on the diving board, which slides off the edge at an angle and uh, towards the dock at a super speed. Uh, Duncan rides on the moose with its back, racing towards the dock. Uh, the, the diving board snags Justin and brings him to the dock as well. Uh, the Moose bucks Duncan into the water, and uh, that all the 11 campers collide along with Heather and Harold and Alashana and Duncan. So they're all in the water, the 14 of them. And I'll read out the names in just a second. But they emerge to the surface. The briefcase is floating by itself in the water until a shark rises up and swallows it. Uh, because it is determined that it's a tie, a 14-way tie, Chris arrives in the helicopter, and he's like, well, now they have to... Uh, break this tie by concerning for season two. Um, and only Harold, Lindsay, and Izzy are excited. Uh, are, so Chris tells them that the fine print in their contract forces them to compete in the next season anyway. And they, he tells Ezekiel, Courtney, Katie, Sadie, Noah, Eva, Cody, and Tyler that they have lost hope for winning. And they'll be watching the cast from the sidelines. And Courtney is mad because she wants to be in season two. And Chris ignores her. So let me tell you the cast for season two. It's going to be Izzy. Uh, sorry, let me find the list. Yeah, this is a lot. This is a yeah. lot for like if if I'm, it, it I mean a lot of emotions happening because one you just a shark just ate your potential million dollars. Now I'm sad. Well then Chris says you'll get another chance and you think oh okay I'm listening. Then he says but it comes because you have to compete in a whole nother season and I'm like oh I don't really want to do that. But then he's like, it doesn't matter what you want because you are contractually obligated to. And I think, oh, gosh, that's not great. But, you know, maybe maybe I could win. Maybe this will be good. And then some people don't even get to go. So now you're even more upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, before I tell you the cast, Katie tells Sadie that they're happy they get to stay on for another season. But Sadie specifies they only get to watch, but at least they get to do it together. Chris tells them that in two days they're going to report to a brand new location where they'll compete in a whole new set of challenges, and the last one standing will win $1 million. 
he tells them to tells the viewers to stay tuned for season two total drama action and he claps the clapper the cast for season two total drama action beth bridget dj duncan escope aka izzy jeff gwen harold heather justin lashana Lindsay, owen and trent yeah. yeah so wait who how many people got left off uh two three four five six seven eight i think eight, eight. that's a lot like that's a big cut yeah yeah um yeah it's wild so are you excited for total drama action i mean i am i am excited for i mean i'm excited and for it's total movie drama themed anything. yeah so i think you know it, it'll be fun for it to be very different than this season um and this season is all we have to go off of for these characters yet so far so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be good to see how they progress into season two what um their relationships look like how they might change for everybody um that was close or not close in the first season yeah um yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, and we'll talk more about season two in just a second, but we should probably talk about our points while we're still on season one right now, right? So, yes, what, Autumn, do you want to go first with your Chrissy or Sheffy or shall I? Because I already have my Chrissy little labeled. I think you should go first because I think I went first on all of them last episode. Okay, do you want me to do Sheffy or Chrissy first? Let's do the Chrissy. Okay. My Chrissy goes to Ezekiel because he was literally under the case and just walked by it because the girls were talking. Okay, that's very fair and also goes with my Chrissy, kind of. Because my Chrissy is going to Beth um, because Beth should have known better than to also just go with whatever Lindsay was saying and actively tell Ezekiel to stop talking and not look for the briefcase whatsoever. I feel like, I don't know, she just has, she has potential. We, we've seen it a little bit and it didn't, it didn't make sense to me why she was just completely out of it and just um, adopting Lindsay's mindset yeah. during this challenge. Fun fact, this is both Beth and Ezekiel's first point or first Chrissy. Uh, Beth has gotten a Sheffy from you before in the episode where uh they do the paintball deer hunting mm, she um, shot heather right yeah Is that right yeah um in terms of my chefy or do you want to go first with your chefy uh no you go first Let, let's hear yours i might steal yours i'm giving it to courtney i think the way she betrayed duncan was very smart um she went and she was trying to negotiate deals um she was playing as strategically as anyone could in this episode and i think between like her or Harold, and I think she made more active, strong decisions because Harold was a little more passive and she was a little more aggressive. Okay, I like it. I obviously I love anytime uh, Courtney gets positive points, but you did not steal mine, and I think mine might surprise you because uh, it was not Courtney or Harold. Oh, I think you're gonna give it to Justin. I am gonna give it to Justin. Yeah, I am gonna give it to Justin. He he really did a lot in the. I mean, you know, came out of the woodwork. And said, okay, enough of this just standing around. I'm going to, I know these people will essentially do whatever I want them to when I take my shirt off and I can talk them into doing anything for me. So I'm going to use it to my advantage. The man even got a plane from the chef. So 
I don't, you know, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to, to give it to anyone else. I think that Justin did very well. Obviously he didn't win, but also no one won. I thought he did very well in this episode. Yeah. Um, this is actually Justin's second Sheffy. I gave him one in the Camp Hautor or whatever, the, the Ponderosa episode. Uh, reasons I don't remember. Um, and then huh, this is obviously Courtney's. She's gotten multiple of these. Um, so yeah, that's it for the Sheffy and Chrissy of the season. Are you ready to find out who won the Sheffy and who won the Chrissy for the season? Yes, I'm. I'm nervous. I feel like it's got to be either Courtney or Heather. But Courtney, but but Courtney was gone earlier, so she lost opportunities to get more. But I don't know. So who's I, your guess for the Sheffy? I don't know. Is it? I'm gonna guess Heather. I'm gonna guess Heather. And who's your guess for the Chrissy? Is it Owen? I don't know. I just feel like it has to be people that lasted for a while. All right. I'll, so I'll you were half Owen. right. The okay. winner of the Chrissy with 12 points is Heather. The winner yeah. of the Sheffy with 13 points is also Heather. Oh, uh, okay. 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 That's, yeah, I did Heather wonder if both that was going to happen. Wow. Good what job, Queen. Yeah. Uh, but it's like we said from the first episode, Heather and Courtney play aggressively. And whether it's good aggressive or bad aggressive, they're always playing strategically. Yeah, you can never say that they didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, now let's get into our MVPs and LVPs of the season. So do you want to go first for this one? For this sure. last episode, sorry. Sure, I will. And I'll start with my LVP because... Can I guess? It... Can I guess? Yeah, go Owen. Yes. <laughs> You know, only fitting that I give it to Owen here at the end for the last episode of the season because this really was so egregious. This, the scene alone of him uh, going to the bathroom in the bush, could not stand it. Hated every second of it. Um, made it unwatchable for me. So LVP far and away for this episode is going to Owen. Yeah. Um, they're like... Honestly, uh, I'll tell you who my top three, uh, my top five are. Um, oh, five. I, wish I hate to say it. Bridget and Jeff are on the list. They're on my contenders. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically Jeff, because he kept getting injured. Mm -hmm. um, Ezekiel's on my list just because I don't like him at all. Like, if people mm -hmm. thought I didn't like Harold, I hate Ezekiel. And right. then Katie and Sadie. Like, I feel like we've been there, done that with this storyline. And it was kind of annoying. Um, That's true. Let me look at what I'm going to do. I think the person who disappointed me the most was probably Jeff in this episode. Mm. So even though I've become like Jeff was such a fun character to watch on this first season, I think I'm going to give it to Jeff one more time because I've also given him uh, five LVPs throughout the season before. So it would <laughs> like one more for the road. That works because I'll give mine to Owen, who I always give them to, and you'll give yours to Jeff, who you always give them to. To be fair, I split between Duncan and Jeff most times. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and for anyone six. listening, for anyone listening, I do not have the spreadsheet up. I don't have it open on purpose so that it doesn't influence any of my um, decisions. And so also, I, that's why I was able to guess on the Sheffy and the Chrissy. But yeah. anyway, so the MVP... Uh, would you like Can me I guess, to go first? Or oh, am I going first? Okay. I think I know who you you're going to give yours to. Wait, who, but, do you, who do you think? 
I think you're going to give yours to Izzy. Okay, let's hear yours first, and then and then I'll tell you. Okay, because I'm also thinking about giving mine to Izzy. Um, okay. Because she had me uh, laughing a lot in this episode. Again, Justin was an MVP of the episode in terms of, like, the arc. Courtney, another contender, but I also just gave her some points. So I think, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it to Izzy because she entertained me the most this episode with her shenanigans. But Justin was very close to getting my point, too. So if you end up giving it to Izzy, I might switch and give it to Justin. But uh, also, you can uh, hold me accountable and say, no, I don't want you to change your points. So you don't have to change your points because I'm not going to give mine to Izzy. I'm actually between two people. Oh, gosh, no, no, never. Uh, I'm actually between two people. Courtney, um, just because everything we've already talked about, you know, really uh, iconic behavior. And Lindsay. Because Ooh, I Lindsay really had a quieter love, episode, but she's always a fan fave. She and I just loved the when she stood up to Heather and she called her Hannah. I thought that was really that was one of the one of the best uses of I don't know if you would consider that a callback, but like the recurring uh, jokes and stuff yeah. in the show. I thought that was one of the best uses of it to have her then forget Heather's name today I, and. If I had to I, guess, I feel like you're leaning towards Courtney just because she's your girl. Yeah, I think I am because she is my girl. And also, it was funny to see Lindsay constantly just like stumbling onto the case. And then she's like, oh, wow, look, this is so great. It's working out for us. But it was also, I can't overlook when she overlooked the case, when it was just like right there. And she was like, I don't. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. So I think I have to give it to Courtney. All right. With that, Courtney gets your last MVP of the season. Um, pretty fitting that uh, you rode hard for Courtney all season and she gets your final one. Um, I like I feel like Courtney and Owen were the two characters that stood out for me and Autumn the most in terms of like conversations right. we had. So it's funny that you get they each get a <laughs> point in the finale. Um, yeah. But are you ready to guess who has the most LVPs and who has the most MVPs? I really, oh my gosh. I feel like, okay, the MVP, well, I think I have to guess Owen for the LVP just because I know that I gave it to him a decent number of times. So, I mean, maybe it's Jeff, but I feel like it's probably Owen. But the MVP. Jeff was third. Oh, Jeff. Okay, wait, tell me who the LVP is first and I'll guess. The LVP is Owen, correct. Uh, Duncan yeah. was second with 11. Owen had 14 oh, total, and eight of them were from you. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Duncan being up there, see, that's it. Like, Duncan went far. So if you last long in the game, um, then you're more likely to get not only the positive points, but also the negative points. Um, yeah. I, I really don't know if I should guess Gwen for MVP. Or maybe Lashana, but I don't know. I feel like Lashana might have been out too early. All right, so Gwen was tied for third with Heather and with Izzy with six points apiece. You almost caused a two-way tie tonight when or today when you were debating between Lindsay and Courtney. It is Lashana with 11 points who is the MVP of the season, but Lindsay is second mm-hmm. with 10. And you literally oh, wow. broke the tie earlier in the podcast, and I was trying to, like, not influence your decisions at all. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't have the spreadsheet up then. Uh, and it didn't influence me. And I'm also glad then I guess that I didn't give the MVP of this last episode to Lindsay. I feel like LaShawn is a perfect MVP for season one. And it's awesome seeing like uh, her get something because she got so cheated in uh, the final five episode. Yeah, if she's not, if she's not going to be appreciated on the show, she's at least going to be appreciated and loved here on this podcast. Yes. Autumn, we are done with season one. We did it. I mean, can you believe it? No, I cannot. It took us forever to get here. It took us at least six months, if not more. No, it took us like probably eight. I think probably more, yeah. And we had even been planning it for a while before we started. Yeah, so, you're originally going to do a three-person podcast. I'm glad we only did a two-person because it's much easier to coordinate. <laughs> it is, it is. And I can only imagine if our, our third person that would have been here, uh, w- these would have been so many hours yeah. long, these episodes. Yeah, but we are done with Total Drama Island. Now, uh, I think it is time to announce what we have planned for n- next. So... Season one is not done yet. We're going to come back at you with a retrospective, talk a little bit more about Total Drama Island. If you have any feedback for Total Drama Island as a whole, please send it in, Felipe at BrazilianDragonsPodcast.com. If the Twitters are still up and running when this episode is released, you can tweet at AutomaticDub or at WhatTheFleep as well, or you can email BrazilianDragonPodcast, like get to us on our channels any way that you listen to podcasts. Uh, We're going to do a retrospective. We're going to play the Brazilian Dragon Games Season 5 with the cast from Total Drama Island. And that is going to be the Hunger Games. So we have only 22 contestants. We need two more. That's right. Chef and Chris are going to be competing as well. And hopefully Chris gets demolished in the cornucopia at the start. Um, right. We then, don't even want him to make it past the, the bloodbath at the beginning. Exactly. Then um, we're going to have... Uh, a little bit of a yadis for the holidays and potentially a little bit longer. We are going to put a pause on total drama podcasting for the future, but fret not autumn. And I do have the hopes to return to total drama action at some point, hopefully in 2023, we'll see what happens. Autumn and I have busy schedules right now. Uh, when we started this podcast, I was not doing a ton. Autumn was still in school. We had all the plans in the world, but now uh, we have jobs, we are working people, we have social lives, Autumn has basketball to watch. <laughs> you know, always, always have basketball to watch, but it is uh, NBA season, which has the most games, you know, it's in yeah. full throttle. So. But we do have the desire to continue this project, and just stay tuned to the podcast feeds. We hope to come back, but season one was so much fun, and before we do our retrospective, I just want to Give some shout-outs to our guests that joined us along the way. First and foremost, Autumn, thank you for joining me every week. You are the true chefy of the season. Um, oh, wow. Wow, thank you. I, ca- I really can't take such, a, such an honor for myself. I feel like you also, you also need, can we, can we share the chefy? We can share the chefy. Um, and the prize that we get is that we have to talk about can of worms on the podcast someday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, listen. Here's the thing. We can't, I will agree to a can of worms podcast. It okay. Will cost you know me- what, Autumn? How about when we're ready, if we're ever ready to do season two, we'll start it off with a can of worms podcast. If you see it in our feeds, 
you'll know that mm-hmm. the the total drama action announcement is going to be at the end of the podcast that's how you'll know that's how you know and and you'll need to listen to the whole can of worms because podcast. Maybe Autumn and i will throw a curveball and we're like nope we're gonna recap every season every episode of spongebob <laughs> yeah you know maybe and um whatever you do i would just recommend not actually washing can of worms if you would like to keep some sanity in your life. Autumn's but, gonna have to you watch know, it again. I've never seen it I before, am. so I'm excited about it. Autumn's already seen it. She's like, What I, did I sign up for? I am gonna have to watch it again, and I will do that if it brings entertainment for the Brazilian yeah. Dragon podcast. So, but um, I did I want to shout my out sanity online. Yeah, I did want to shout out my brother Enrique, Jay Debro. AJ Norris and Alec Hester for joining us this season. And thank you to Nathan Davis for our incredible theme song. We couldn't have done it without all your support behind the scenes for everyone that listened to this podcast and contributed in any shape or form. Much appreciated. Autumn and I had a great uh, eight months recapping (laughs) 10 episodes of podcasts. (laughs) But we wouldn't change it for the world because Autumn and I, our friendship did grow stronger through this. Like that is the best part about doing this podcast is that Autumn and I had a semi-regular excuse to chat with each other and talk about things. And we've both been on our own journeys that we got to keep up with in this last year. We've been planning this for probably about a year now. And like the execution, like I think we started planning it like mid-December maybe. So I think so. I think so. And right to the point about our friendship, you know, now we're just a regular old, Gwen and Lashana, we're we're very tight. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say Katie and Sadie, but that's probably a better example. Oh, that's they a fight a lot one. more. I actually, how did I forget Katie and Sadie? You're right. That was oversight on my part. Or um, or we could be a Cody and Owen, and you could be Owen. <laughs> oh, I I can never be Owen. I will quit this podcast. I'm sorry. If that's if I must be Owen and Felipe, I'm turning in my friendship resignation. <laughs> So I think no, we need to we need to change we are, that. We are the Sasquatch and Aqua and the Bear. Ooh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Should that be our hashtag for the episode, the final, if Twitter still exists? Hashtag if, Sasquatch, if can... Sasquatch and Aqua and the Bear. Yeah, if they can, if they can, and if you can spell, spell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations if you you get the briefcase of a million dollars if you use that hashtag and you can spell it correctly. Yeah, but before we wrap things up, Autumn, where can people keep up with you and give us a pop culture plug for our final time? Uh, no, not our final time this season. We're going to be back, but... Right, uh, we will be back. But for now, for the final time talking about new episodes of season one, um, you can find me on Twitter at automatic dub i am currently my my twitter is private but if you uh request to follow me i'll probably um let you in if i can tell that you know you're a person that listens to this podcast uh and so my pop culture plug i think i want to give it to the real housewives of salt lake city i cannot remember if i have given a pop culture plug to the real housewives of salt lake city at some point during this season, but um, the new season of Salt Lake City started a few weeks ago. Actually, I don't I don't know how many episodes there's there's been. Maybe like mm, six, seven, five. I don't know. But it's really good. There's a lot of drama going on. These women are um, really unhinged. So going on. It's fun. There's also over on RJP. There is a, a Rahapa podcast 
hosted by Maggie Morgan and Jacob Jones. It's very fun to listen to. They do it like once a month. And yeah, those are my pop culture plugs. All right. You can follow me on all social media uh, at What the Fleep, but more importantly, follow the Brazilian Dragon Podcast at Brazil Dragon Pod. You can go on to Apple Podcasts and rate both the Brazilian Dragon Podcast and We Want to Be Famous. We have two feeds. However many stars you like, I know we would appreciate five stars because we think we're five-star material. But honestly, just rate it if you listen to this, however much you feel, because honestly, the ratings help us find new listeners. So you can give it one stars. I really don't care, uh, but I would prefer a five-star. Um, more importantly, giving reviews is actually what helps the most. So please do that. Autumn and I would appreciate it, especially because the holiday time is approaching. That can be your holiday gift to us. Primary the Brazilian Dragon podcast is more important, but if you have the time, please, please, please go do it. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about it, oh, I'll put that off, just do it now. It makes me feel happier seeing those reviews. And uh, I know I have a review to read. I just don't have it pulled up. So um, I'll do that as a retrospective. I did see a new review come in. Secondly, nice. my pop culture plug for the week. I'm actually going to drop two. One, my favorite new podcast is, and that's what you really missed, a Glee rewatch podcast hosted by Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz. They had a two-part episode with Ryan Murphy, which was fascinating. I love that episode. I have very mixed feelings on Ryan Murphy, but I think that was an incredible episode, a uh, two-part series. Uh, they recapped the pilot, told some behind-the-scenes stories, and then they just had an incredible conversation with Chris Colfer talking about what it's like to be kind of like out at that time, like being Kurt Hummel, uh, winning awards, being an author, his like difficult childhood, uh, like child, like his rise to stardom basically. And how like, he felt like he was a little bit pushed out of the closet and how like difficult that was, especially like if anyone's seen Heartstopper, there's like been apparently some news that I found out on the podcast about like another cast member being pushed out of the closet by the fans. So very toxic behavior, but more importantly, if you have the access and comfort to do so, please do yourselves a favor and go watch Black Panther, Wakanda Forever in theaters. It is so good and like such a heavy burden, not burden, a uh, heavy task that Ryan Coogler and the team had to like create, not only leg creating a legacy for Chadwick in that film and like uplifting the title of Black Panther, but they also told such an incredible independent story that didn't solely focus on the loss that we as Marvel fans and just like, film fans lost with Chadwick's passing. So uh, they were able to capture like a lot of the magic. It's a lot more somber than the original Black Panther, but it's really good, worth every single second. Um, and I highly recommend that. And Autumn, I know you're a casual Marvel fan these days, but if you can, that's one that I think you'd really enjoy. Oh, you trust, me, trust me. The, so, yes, I, I used to be much more up to speed on everything Marvel. I was watching everything as soon as it came out. And then recently, honestly, Disney Plus kind of hurt me because there's just so much. Like yeah. all the all the shows. So I am behind on some of the shows. And I haven't watched Wakanda Forever yet, but I do have plans to. The only reason I haven't been already is because my boyfriend and I are waiting to go for his birthday, which is this next week. Happy so birthday. I, will be watching... I won't dox him on the podcast, but happy okay. birthday. <laughs> um. Uh, he, uh, so we will be going there for uh, his birthday. And so I will be watching it. I'm very excited because, uh, Ryan Coogler is just incredible, incredible, uh, very good at what he does. The first Black Panther is my favorite Marvel movie of all of them. I, that's the only time I've ever like 
gotten goosebumps in the theater was watching Black Panther when it came out. And so I couldn't be more excited. So I'm so happy to hear that you I love need it so you much. to text me as you leave the theater. Okay. Like you can just like you don't have to like give detailed thoughts, then we'll talk on the phone and have a full conversation about it. But when mm. you leave the theater, you just gotta like give me like at least a couple of words that like are thoughts. Like a couple thoughts. Like it could be one text just so I know that it's like, okay, Autumn has experienced it. Mm, okay, okay. I I will make sure to do that. I will yeah. I will let you know when uh, my And then we'll talk on the phone and... all about it. Right, right. It'll be like when you know how uh there's like AD in years, I will have before Wakanda Forever and after Wakanda Forever. Exactly, exactly. So I will let you know when that BWF AWF. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you all for joining us on this journey here at Camp Wawanaka. We're excited to go to the Cornucopia next week and chat about all these things. Again, if you have any clips from Why You Want to Be Famous that you think need to be a part of the clip show, let me know as well. I started working on that. I told Autumn that I was listening to old episodes. I am around, I think I'm in April by now for a podcast that I'm listening to. I've listened to everything from before April, re-listening to everything to get prepped for that. Same thing with What You're Doing as well, where if you want to listen to Fitties and Furb recaps, we have our own dedicated feed. But until next time, Autumn, thank you for joining us. Congratulations, Owen. Hashtag Saskatchewanaqua and the bear. And Something uh, like that. enjoy the marshmallow of this podcast. Your mom and dad are doing fine. You guys are on my